0: From the 1011 Now streaming studio in Lincoln, Nebraska, this is the N-Report Husker Show.
1: Good evening and welcome in everyone. Another late night in the 1011 Now streaming studio. Another edition of the N-Report Husker Show. Uh, thanks for joining. I'm your host, Bill Rentschler, joined alongside sports director Kevin Suits. And Kevin, it's not, a, not a whole lot to say tonight uh, that I think anyone really wants to hear or talk about. Kind of a pretty a pretty disheartening day in Husker Nation.
0: 45-7, the final score against a number two Michigan Wolverines team that's going to contend for a national championship. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. They've got some dudes. Yes. Physical up front. Matt Rule said ahead of the game that that's kind of the blueprint that he wants his team to look like. Obviously, it doesn't happen overnight. No. It's going to take some time. But if you look at what Michigan did to Nebraska today, it was nothing fancy. It, Nebraska just kind of got bullied all over the field. And uh, even to the point when Nebraska needed one yard on a fourth down play call, they couldn't get the one yard inside the red zone.
1: No, fourth and one. Again, that was early in the game. And that was the only time I felt like, you know, if Nebraska can score, maybe they can stay in this game. And after that conversion failed, it was just, I mean, it was downhill from the from the opening gun. The Michigan scored on their first drive. And they made it look really easy. And then the Harburg interception off a tip pass. Yeah. That's, I think, probably one of the most disappointing things about today is that Nebraska, I mean, really never, I don't think, stood a chance. Which is crazy because I feel like a lot of folks going
0: into the stadium today felt like Nebraska. They didn't predict Nebraska to win, but they expected the Huskers to hang or at least put up a better fight. Mm -hmm. Heinrich Harburg described this loss as demoralizing. Um, And I think part of that's the score. Part of it's how quickly the game spiraled out of control for Nebraska. And, Bill, you mentioned what I would contend are the two biggest plays in the game. And this is tough for us because... We, we don't really need to dissect this game too much. No. Because it was over early, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say the second half was a throwaway, but the game was decided at halftime.
1: Michigan got to their fourth-string quarterback. They, they
0: used four quarterbacks, yes. And even to the effect that, you know, before our 6 o'clock coverage live from Memorial Stadium, I posted on my social media, hey, tune in. We've got live reports from – somebody responded and said, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. And I, I get it. I, I, I even I responded, that's fair, because you don't want to relive. So that's, that, we'll, we'll try not to get too um, negative or unpack all of the game. But the two plays you mentioned, which really identify what happened today, was, of course, the fourth and one play where Nebraska didn't get it because it was a 14-0 game. Mm-hmm. If Nebraska converts that and ends up getting a touchdown in the drive or a field goal... All right, so you've chipped into the deficit. Mm-hmm. And it the re-energizes the crowd a little bit, but that did not happen. And then maybe more importantly, Nebraska's second play from scrimmage was the tipped pass that a Michigan defensive lineman caught and intercepted. So Nebraska gave up seven points in the first few minutes on a long Michigan drive to start the game. Then the Huskers finally get the ball. They do a run play with Anthony Grant. Next pass tipped, intercepted. Two plays later, Michigan scores again. Voila! It's fourteen nothing. And Memorial Stadium had good energy before the game, but it got pretty quiet pretty quick. But at fourteen zero,
1: it was pretty. the 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 air came out of the balloon. So mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. and it was a, it was a hot day. You mentioned it. In your report during the six o'clock show, but you know, on the field was hot, and the stands were hot, and you know, once halftime hit, and you are down twenty-eight nothing, fans filtered out pretty quick. They didn't show too many shots of the stadium on the TV broadcast in the second half. That that's a hot day for August, yeah, no less the last day of September, yeah. That that was a it was
0: a scorcher out there. The yeah. sun was oppressive. Uh, there was a a breeze, but it felt like it was just blowing hot air, yeah. You know, dry. it was... And I had somebody tell me that about an hour and a half before the game, the field temperature measured at 125 degrees. That is just... And we have some video of, you know, sometimes we'll put the camera on the ground and you can just see the heat rising off of the turf. We've got several of those shots. Uh, and yeah, the they had... A place where you could fill up your water bottle um, throughout the concourse and then also field level mm-hmm. and there were multiple people by that continuously throughout the first half I say only first half because as you mentioned second half a lot of the crowd had filtered out
1: uh, Matt rule said it pretty succinctly uh, towards the end of his post-game comments saying that this game sucked uh, but Again, I think all you can do moving forward is use it as a teachable moment in some way, shape, or form. I'm not a football coach. I'm not sure how you use a day like today when you're outplayed on offense, defense, and special teams as a really teachable moment. But that's where we're at. Well, there's a lot to learn.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can look at the way they played special teams, the way they defended. Nebraska came out of the game as the nation's leading rush-stopping defense. And uh, they gave up a lot of yards on the ground. And I think what is better—a uh, better way to evaluate how Nebraska performed in stopping the run—beyond the rushing totals in terms of the yardage they gave up—watch with your eyes. It was easy yardage. Some of the some of the holes were pretty big, and that defensive front was getting knocked back. Mm-hmm. They didn't tackle the best either today, mm-hmm. and that's how you get the result. Uh, you do. They gave up 45 points, and to this point, the defense had played really well. But I think it was just a tough matchup for them. Um, man, and you just got a sense of some discouragement that settled in pretty early.
1: It, it was. Um, and again, uh, Harburg, I feel like, did throw it better today. And, you know, they've talked about he's going to have to throw it if they want to win some of these games. I feel like he did throw it a little better today. I was actually surprised at how well they did in the passing game. Um so, I mean that's maybe one silver lining you can kind of take out of out of today.
0: But you get the sense that they are not totally comfortable throwing the football. No, not consistently for a sustained drive. That's no. not their mo. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that they even want it to be. They want to be able to run the football.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but Heinrich completed 14 of his 25 pass attempts. He had the one pick. Um, they really bottled up the quarterback run game. He finished, Heinrich finished negative two rushing yards. And Anthony Grant, Bill, tell me, how many how many rushing attempts did Anthony Grant have? Six. At the end? Six. That's your number one eye back.
1: Six for 16. And if it wasn't for Josh Fleek's popping a 74-yard run at the end of the game, you would have finished with 30 rushing yards for the game. And you would have been shut out for the first time since... 96 against Arizona State.
0: Since you brought up that play, let's spend a couple minutes talking about the Josh Fleek's touchdown run. It came in the fourth quarter. A lot of the crowd had left. And for those that were there, there was an applause, but it was one of those sarcastic applauses. Because everybody knows that Nebraska has not been shut out since the Arizona State game in 1996. So... That saves that saves the history from this it game. It does. And so it was like all right, but <laughs> the the insult had already happened. Yes. Cuz they were down. Nebraska was down by 45 points.
1: Yes. And then they they went for the onside kick. I was kind of surprised that at that point they would go for the onside kick, but they did. Uh, but yeah, not nothing really all that great to talk about today. But Josh Fleeks well, let's
0: share a little bit of the backstory here. Because of all people to pop the touchdown in this game, it's a guy who had not played in a Husker uniform prior to today, offensively. Yeah. And he gets on the field, not at the position that he intended to play here when he signed. It's supposed to be a whiteout. He moved to running back, and he moved just this week because Nebraska has very little depth at that position. Mm-hmm. You can recall that Gabe Irvin Jr. is out for the season. Ramir Johnson is out for the season. So they need some bodies at running back. And Josh Fleeks played it in high school. Mm -hmm. So uh, he was struggling to find the field as a wideout. They threw was, him back there for practice. Matt was, Rule even said this week that he thought that Fleeks was probably still a ways off before seeing the field as a running back. Well, I guess when you're getting blown out by Michigan, you might as well give him a carry and boom, he hits a big one and he saves the uh, he saves the scoring streak.
1: Yeah, and he was the guy who's actually sent home uh, first day of fall camp because he. Came to camp and he was overweight, out of shape. They sent him home for a few days before he could come back and he's been trying to work his way into the wide receiver rotation and now is in the running back rotation, it appears. Um, So, yeah, Josh Pleaks, a bright spot from today. Uh, Some injuries we had happen today. Deshaun Singleton, on on like the first play, he goes down with a knee injury. He was seen with a knee brace on later in the game. Rule saying, not sure if it's an ACL deal, but he said he looked like he was in quite a bit of pain. So that's not something...
0: Our video indicates that as well like mm-hmm. when he went down he he was writhing in pain no doubt about that and that's really unfortunate because
1: Deshaun has been very good this He's year. been a bright spot He's been one of those guys that you know didn't get a lot of play last year, but this year has really stepped up. Uh, Nash Hutmacher went down; I, he did walk off the field, though he was didn't ask about him in post. And it sounds like Luke Reimer was actually taken to the hospital this morning, uh, which was something that Rule uh, talked about in his post. Um, I, I wasn't exactly sure what was going on there uh, that he had to be taken to the hospital, but we went don't to the know specifically.
0: But Matt Rule did mention something to the effect of we were just being cautious and mm-hmm. want to be preventative in case there was an infection. Yeah. Um, so we we were kind of under the impression that Luke Reimer was going to play today, and he was coming back from his injury. Um, and when he showed up on that pregame injury report that he was out, it was uh, Luke Reimer and Cam Linhart. Mm-hmm. I think there were some, pe- uh, some people that were pretty surprised yeah. that Reimer was listed for out. Um, and then to come to find out that he went to the hospital in the morning hours. Hopefully, Luke is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes far beyond him as a football player, just, yeah, him, just him as an individual, just a yeah. great guy. and um, you know, He's a good culture guy and important to that locker room for the Huskers.
1: And then found out also that Barrett Liebentritt, uh, fullback, uh, who was dinged up last game, was apparently now going to be out the next few weeks. Uh, so no fullback today, and that's why we saw uh, John Iron Bonner, John Bonner yep. who had some good plays today. So, um, next week uh, is a Friday game. Uh, we are at Illinois. That is a 7 p.m. kick. FS1 uh, again. So coming off this tough loss, short week. Uh, I'm sure they'll probably probably leave for Illinois Thursday. Um, so I'm not sure what the schedule looks like uh, um, for them for practices at all yet this week. But uh, got it. one more game before the bye. Uh, again at Illinois. Illinois lost today to Purdue. They got kind of thumped by Purdue actually. Forty-four, nineteen. 44 to 19. So both teams will be two and three going into that game. This is
0: the classic Big 10 Friday night game, right? It is. It's the game that you don't really know where to put on a Saturday, so you just give them the Friday night spotlight. Yeah. And uh, cuz you know, let's be honest, you're not putting Michigan on Friday night. No. You're not no. putting Ohio State on Friday night. No. But you can take, you know, two teams that are at the bottom of the Big 10 West and you throw them on, throw Friday, them on Friday, and, Friday night, uh you know, with Nebraska, you're going to get some viewership numbers regardless. Mm-hmm. So, uh the Huskers are 0-2 in Big Ten. Illinois is not near the team anybody expected. They can't take care of the football, Illinois. Well, they lost a lot to the NFL. Yeah, and they can't run the ball. They lost Chase Brown. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cupboard's not bare. Reggie Love the Thirds a pretty good running back for the Illini, or at least he was in previous years Uh mm-hmm. But the offensive line looks different. So Illinois has some issues. Nebraska has some issues. And that's kind of where the focus went for Matt Rule and this Nebraska football team after this loss. You got the the what's next mentality that kept mm-hmm. coming back up in the post-game interviews and learning from this loss. So let's see how the Huskers handled it, especially with one less day. That might bode well for Nebraska. You know, that's one less day you have to think about it. Sit on this loss. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to be on the field a little sooner. Mm-hmm. So the Huskers will alter their week uh, game week routine just a little bit with this Friday kickoff. But Friday night uh, in Champaign, I don't know how sexy that is, but it's it's what's ahead for Nebraska. Are
1: you going to that one, or are we going to send Chase?
0: Chase is going to go to Illinois right. and get to cover the Huskers on the road and. Hopefully the weather is going to treat them well. Hopefully it's not going to be 95 degrees outside. I did.
1: I updated the uh, the game day forecast for Brad tonight, and it did look like low 70s for afternoon highs. Again, kickoffs at 7, but mostly clear, partly cloudy through the evening. Lows that night then in the, in the 40s, so probably somewhere in the 60s for game time. So some good October. I was just going to say, that yeah. seems like October. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: fall football weather.
1: Today It'll- felt like... Middle of July, let's go to the <laughs> swimming pool. It was a record high in Lincoln. and Well, what did it get up to? 96 at the airport. But again, like you said, on the field, 120, 125 degrees. Is so. my face pink? It's a little pink. It You're fe- a little burned. It feels like it. It's up, up here on the...
0: You got a little. I recognize that about an hour after arriving at Memorial Stadium, that sunscreen would have been a good <laughs> idea. I've got the, you know, breathable clothing. Yes, you got that covered. But... You know who who thinks to bring sunscreen on September thirtieth? It's true. Usually that's back in the the closet, and you're worried about layering up on September thirtieth. Not something like that. But not today was, not this was, time. It was just a bizarre day. Um, one of my last thoughts, though, Bill. I thought the atmosphere before kickoff was pretty good. I think folks that were downtown before the game, you know, a 2.30 game on a bright, sunny day, uh, there was good energy in Lincoln. You had Barstool Lincoln.
1: Sports here. You had Dave Portnoy. Yeah. He left early, though. The game? Yeah. He left. Or town. He left the game early. He left, I think, shortly after well, the first so did quarter. thousands of others. Yes. So he was not alone. Probably,
0: try- probably trying to find more pizza in Lincoln. Yes. Uh, but even last night, you know, I went to that opening night with husker hoops event at pinnacle bank arena Mm -hmm. and it kind of caught me by surprise when i was leaving there it was actually a very pleasant friday night a little warm but i was downtown around pinnacle bank arena on a friday night before a big football game and there was really good energy in downtown lincoln on friday oh yeah so i think everything prior to 14-0 in nebraska versus michigan it was all pretty good but then the game happened, and it just got away from the Huskers quickly. And uh, there is some work to be done. There is. Year one. Nebraska's 2-3 and three overall. They're 0-2 in the Big Ten. And they have a winnable game coming up on Friday against Illinois. Let's see what happens next. You yes. know, if you look at the Huskers' upcoming schedule beyond this Illinois game, you know, there's an opportunity to maybe string a few wins together here for the Huskers. So, um, but this team's going to have to – Keep the faith, stay encouraged, and get to work. Because you go Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State.
1: That's that's four winnable games. Uh, so, yeah, there's still plenty plenty for this team left to play for. Um, following up, before we wrap up, following up on something you said on Tuesday, I did enjoy the TV broadcast. Uh, Kennedy, was that his name? Canetti, Jason Benetti. He was good. Fantastic. And Brock Heward, he was he was okay. He went a little crazy there for a second talking about the Seattle Mariners. But on a game like today, they kind of got to reach a little bit for things to talk about. Went on, went on a
0: Mariners ran, huh? He did. The oh, Fox is good. probably promoting ALDS. Playoff, card, playoff baseball yep. coming up here next week. Mariners
1: need a little bit of work left to do to get and into the playoffs. Uh, so that's not good for Brock Hewitt. Okay. So, all
0: right. Well, appreciate well I'm glad wa-
1: you enjoyed the broadcast. Because I, I was
0: excited. Allison Williams was on the sideline. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's a pretty good crew to have in Lincoln. It is. Uh, I don't think Fox had a really good day, though, in terms of the viewership numbers, because Nebraska-Michigan followed USC-Colorado. So there were back-to-back games that they had uh, where there was probably some folks turning off the TV prematurely.
1: Well, if they turned off Colorado-USC, they missed a pretty good ending. Again, I saw it was 30 7 and then all of a sudden it was 48-41, you know, late Colorado, a chance at an onside kick, so... Colorado keeps doing Colorado things. But that's a discussion for a whole other day. So it's late. Kevin, thanks so much for hopping in and joining me again. uh, Excellent work as always. Uh, Again, we'll see us again probably on Tuesday. I'm not sure of the schedule this week, but uh, we'll talk about an upcoming game against Illinois. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. uh, and We'll go ahead and we'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to the End Report Husker Show from 1011. Watch, listen, and stream on the 1011 Now app on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. For more Husker coverage throughout the week, watch the End Report on 1011 Sports at 6 and 10 p.m. and download the 1011 Now app.